You're listening to an Englishman in the Balkans. Welcome to an Englishman in the Balkans podcast with me, David Pecinovic Bailey. In this podcast, you'll get a unique look at life in Bosnia and Herzegovina through my eyes, the eyes of an immigrant. Each episode, I share my experiences living in this often misunderstood country and introduce you to some of the interesting people I've met along the way. From exploring the rich culture and history to discussing the challenges and joys of immigrating to a new country, this podcast offers a thoughtful and engaging look at life in the Western Balkans. You're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. On this edition of the podcast, we're off to meet Adriana, a Mexican from the world capital for tacos, Tijuana, and who runs a small restaurant in Banyaluca. It's another very hot day today, as I suppose it is across most of Europe at the moment, with searing temperatures and unrelenting sun. Banyaluca city centre does have more than its fair share of concrete, even though it's also a lushly green city, so we'll be sticking to the shade once we can find somewhere to park. So how do we pay for parking in Banyaluka these days? We pay with the uh, uh, application. I have application with my on my mobile card. I pay like that. I mean, it's crazy, crazy parking here. There's hardly any parking spaces. But it is cheap, isn't it? It is cheap. Cheaper than anywhere else in Europe. We were lucky to find a free spot at the car park near the Castel. So lucky, in fact, that a driver just leaving gave us the remaining hour she'd paid for on her ticket. It's just a short five-minute walk from the car park, past the Fejadia Mosque and across the road to Chiquita, the restaurant Adriana owns with her husband, Marco. I first met Adriana at a cooking course hosted by a local cookery school and the tourism office of the Republika Srpska. We shared adjoining workstations and as we helped each other cooking traditional local dishes, we also talked about what our day jobs were, me as a blogger and podcaster and she as the owner of the only Mexican restaurant in Banyaluka. So, how did she arrive at that idea. I visited Banyaluca 2016 for the first time and just knowing the city in that moment with a boyfriend. And then, yeah, I visit the city, I start walking the, the, the streets I love a lot, and then I notice there is no Mexican food here. So that was the first moment that I have the seat on me to open a restaurant. Is this the first restaurant you have opened? No, actually it's the third project of a gastronomic project I opened. In that moment, actually, I was opening another, like a cultural venue, Cine Tonal. Tijuana. So it is like a third floor project. In the first floor you can have like a beer cocktail bar and a cinema. And then at the second floor it was a mezzanine specialized on mezcal, tequilas, so local uh, drinks. And then on the third floor like a huge terrace and full restaurant with a complete kitchen and an open cinema. You're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. How has it been for you from the other side of the world, and we have to say that, in a completely different culture? How easy 
or maybe not easy has it been to get used to the Balkan culture? You know, the, the relation between Mexico and this region is super strong before. So many people know Spanish, and I have to relate it to the identity factors. So, for example, here, ex-Yugoslavia territory was super friend of Mexico, not, not a lion country. And that fact made, for some reasons, to import films and telenovelas to this area. So starting from that, they start listening about food, about some elements of some chiles or some ingredients, and then they started the curiosity around there. And then the parents of the generation that are more sort of clients also know about music, about the, some actors or actresses, about the culture, like a pop culture of Mexico. When I opened the place, I really study a little bit about that, and the elements I use on the communicate the story of the restaurant is close to this. The people to try the food, I think is, as you mentioned, is not easy like that. The people pass and they ask him for chevapi, you know, so they think we are a chevapi place or a restaurant for chevapi. The idea of Chiquita is to give a story around the food. All the time we tell him where I'm coming from, and this is a piece of Mexico in the city. I have to be proud of my food in order to open a project. In Tijuana, we have a lot of mixtures of cultures also, as I mentioned before. So people from emigrate from Central America to all Mexico come into Tijuana to try to jump to the other side, to pursue the American dream, to say something. That fact made Tijuana a mosaic of cultures and elements. And here, what I'm doing with all this background is to try to bring a little bit of that to this city. En La Habana, quien ya no conoce, a un magnífico Anda siempre muy bien vestidito, que parece un maniquí. Todos lo conocen por Panchito, porque baila el cha-cha-cha. Adriana is super keen on authenticity. And it's true that Mexican dishes found on the menus of other restaurants in Banyaluca certainly lack that. It's the ingredients that make a great recipe, that's for sure. So where does she get those all-important elements. Ingredients is the key. So when I, I visit the city, obviously I try Mexican food here, but basically are burritos, so you call it tortillas here, people call it tortillas. So I try in different places, but it's nothing close. It's only the format, which is the same, the similar. They put chicken, they put corn, they put some paprika, and maybe another vegetables, onions, but it's not close to the ingredients. We import the ingredients from Mexico. How we do this? Bosnia Herzegovina is not part of the European Union. So we have to pick it up imported through Zagreb or Prague, which is like a really huge distributor of Mexican ingredients for all Europe. So we drive and we buy it and we bring it home. Now, making the products, making these wonderful dishes, surely it just can't be you because you'd never have a time to have a break or sleep or do anything. I spoke to Julia from an Italian restaurant recently in Lactashi, and I said, oh, do you have Italians working in your restaurant? And she said, no, they're local people. And her husband, Beppe, who is the chef, said it was a bit of a struggle to get local people to cook Italian food the way Italians want it. Have you had the same experience? Totally the same, totally the same. Because, for example, we try to find people with more than experience in kitchen, like with the attitude of service and the attitude to learn and disposition to be open to new process. Because uh, Nicola studied to be waiter, 
and he was close to the gastronomic area and he had experienced him in Pecaras, for example, in bakery. We told him, no problem, you're gonna be relaxed and you're gonna learn with us. So it's happened with all the stuff that we have here. We teach them from the beginning how to start to treat the product, how to start to clean, how to start to green, for example, the corn. We boil the corn, we green the corn by hand, and then we make the tortillas. We make it slowly by hands. Everything is made by hands and fresh every day. So that's another element of effort we need to include to this process of the Chiquita restaurant, but it's something we decided since the beginning. It has to be like this or not be. You seem to do this like a real professional. I've been working here for like a year, so this is like my second home now. And do you, do you eat Mexican food at home or are you very traditional when you're at home? Very traditional, usually. I eat only like Balkan food, but I like Mexican food now since I've been working here. And what is your favorite Mexican food? Not only that you like to prepare, but to eat? Uh, chilaquiles, probably. That's like the pieces of corn tortilla in hot sauce. And with cheese, it's perfect. How long did it take you to learn to do all this? When I first started to work, like one to two months, because I, before I never worked with food. Like, I never prepared the food. I worked at bakery, you know, but that's like selling already made food. So I never like prepared food. And it took me like two months to learn it. But they were like super chill and super relaxed. They were slow and Every day I learn something new. So now it's been like almost 11 months and I can do this with blindfold. <laughs> the boss is from Mexico, right? Yes. Do you speak any Mexican to her? No, I know a little bit of Spanish, but a little bit only a few words. We only speak on English. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you would like to support us and the production of future episodes, then please consider maybe buying us a coffee. The link to do that is in the show notes for this podcast. With the pandemic, I noticed by following you online that the business still managed to operate. You had food deliveries, etc. What is the biggest outlet for your menu? Is it from people visiting here, where we are now? Or is it people that drop by and disappear? Or is it people that want to have it delivered direct to the door? We have both. We have people who actually call us and to say we, we have table to reserve. We are super small place, like more informal way. And some other people just know the place that is in Banyaluca and they order delivery. And it's maybe 50-50 now. People like to come here, people to stop by to grab something before the job, the work. So they stop by, they bring something to go. They come here with a boyfriend, they come here with the friends. We receive tourists eating our tacos or burritos, quesadillas, and they're enjoying the space. But 50-50. Some days, a lot of delivery when it's super hot. People don't want to walk in the streets in Banyaluca. But then some other evenings, like refreshing this summer, they walk through the coffees around and they are drinking something and they walk, they grab and they go. The language 
It's a beautiful language, but it's complicated. It's really complicated for me. But I'm, I'm taking classes, so here and there I'm, I'm, I'm catching more and more words and phrases. But it's been, um, yeah, it's been complicated. First, to have the time. Because when you open a project, not only because you're busy the entire day, but only because your mind, you know, you, we have to be focused a lot on something else which implies a lot of energy. And design the menus and ingredients and the social media and the designs and everything is complex and it's full of activities, men mental activities. So at the end of the day, restaurant is more than physically, like also emotional. So I started recently, so slowly I'm, I'm, I'm learning, but it's never been a problem. I want to talk about one more cultural thing. I have to be honest, you know, I find all this online, but I was absolutely captivated by the videos that you put up of a Mexican dance group together with a Serbian dance group. They were dancing separately and I turned the audio down and do you know what? You could have played the same dance music and they would have been the same. What is the similarity, especially with folklore, between Mexico, which is a long, long way away, and Bosnia-Herzegovina? So mariachi music and accordion music is some elements similar to the Balkan music. So in a way we have this history that is coming together to us. As you mentioned, the group of dancers came to, to serve us and then the music was kind of similar to dance, the rhythm also with the colo, you know, the circles. And yeah, was surprisingly, we have some roots similar. In YouTube, there is like um, mariachi versus Balkan music. And you can see banda sinaloense, and it's so similar to Balkan music. So the elements are there. Tamara's trying some tacos at the moment, and? Mmm, lovely. Crispy and nice, homemade. Everything here is uh, homemade, or handmade. Homemade, how would you say? Well, handmade and homemade. Mm. Certainly looks great. That's pork, chicken, and vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, a triple. Mm. What ones did you say again? One is pork? Pork, uh -huh. chicken, chicken, and I think this one's vegetarian. Uh -huh. I tell you, the thing, the only bad thing about a podcast is um, we can't have scratch and sniff podcasts yet. Because mm. if you could smell it, you'd, you'd want to be with us mm. right now. What are we eating now? It's a dessert. It's battered, it's crisp. It has cinnamon on it. It has cinnamon and sugar. Mm. Mm. Do you know what it is, people? Mm? No. I haven't got a clue. What would you say it was? Churras. Churros. Is this how you pronounce churros? It's absolutely, it's absolutely amazing. Mm. The trouble with this, you see, is I could eat 10 bowls of this. I would suffer for it. But this is so tasty, isn't it? Right. What a dessert, what a dessert. Mm. My mother said you should never speak with your mouth full. But she doesn't listen to my podcast, so I don't care. Well, I hope my mother isn't listening. The food, as Tamara said, is so tasty and amazing. And by the way, we're not being sponsored or in any way compensated by Chiquita for this podcast. But if you like Mexican food or want to try for the first time, then Chiquita comes highly recommended. And like all businesses and projects, there are always 
plans for the future? Actually, I'm going to tell you one uh, one premiere information <laughs> to say something. We're going to open a patio here behind. So it's summer now, you know, so we open it like a this service through through the through the window in Chiquita and we order these kind of a picnic tables. We have an inside patio here behind us. It's totally fresh summer. So we're thinking in an option instead of be inside the place today, so they can take the food, enjoy the patio. Why not one beer? So they enjoy the summer in the patio, drinking some tacos and beer. So this is a, something we're going to start to experiment during the summer. And let's see if we're going to open more and more spaces. But by now we are super comfortable. The local, the neighborhood, where we are, we really enjoy the place. So we try to make it more comfortable for audiences. So let's see, growing organically. We don't want to push nothing to rent a big place and tables. I'm more for growing organically and going slowly and slowly. So let's see. Adriana, thank you for this fantastic insight. It's really been amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you. Congratulations for such an amazing project. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. To find out more about Chiquita, do check out the show notes. And please leave a review and share with friends or anyone who you think might be interested. That would really help to get our podcast shown to more people. Until next time, please stay safe wherever you are.
So, that's it for this episode. Our podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. And if you like this podcast, then please do leave us a review or send us an email. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you would like to support us and the production of future episodes, then please consider maybe giving us a tip or becoming a member of our podcast family. The link to do that is in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks again for listening. We really do appreciate it. To find out more about us and where we live, why not check out our blog at anenglishmaninthebalkans.com.